Good evening, gentlemen. Hello. Well, hello. <laughs> hey, so I think we have a lot uh, to talk about tonight. But first, even though I'm going to say we want to say thank you to TSO Products because they are the giveaway uh, sponsor for the month of January. Wow. And they're giving away a $100 gift card coupon credit uh, to their website. If you win, mm. they'll explain how all of that works. But huge thank you to TSO Products. I'm saying it now simply because we want to show our appreciation. But when this comes out, it actually will be February, but it's not February yet. So it yeah. wouldn't be right to draw the winners tonight because we still right. may get some patrons to sign up. That's and right. speaking it's of like, that... It's like February... Uh... February 1st is Thursday? Yes. Or Wednesday? Wednesday or Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. But um, our giveaways are for patrons only. So we might get somebody that signs up. And if they sign up on the 31st, guess what? They were a patron for the month of January. And they wow. get the opportunity to win that giveaway. So if you want to become a patron, go to Patreon dot com forward slash green suitors podcast and sign up there and speaking of patreon and patrons boy do we have a lot to talk about oh all right so first we did get some new patrons Yay. awesome okay we got some thank, new you. Ones. thank you thank and you. i would like to welcome we would like to welcome mr darren cundiff welcome darren thank you Darren we would Cundin. like to welcome Tony's Woodworks with an X, Woodworks. Oh, cool name. Hey, Tony. We have another patron that signed up who is a name that I think we all know. Oh. Mr. Vic Teslin. Wow. Vic. In Texas, down in Texas? No, he's up in Canada. He used to work for Lee Valley, and now he's uh, he's building doing a ton of content and he were and he does a lot with melbourne tool company oh yeah 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 yeah. he was he was at the um columbus uh woodworking show yeah. with uh, patrick and michelle okay yeah. okay i've been texting them recently back and forth guys that's not all that's not all we have to talk about can you say bevel up smoother so <laughs> so we also have mr miles reedy hi miles up who has upgraded wow. his patronage to the apprentice level and paid for the full year. Wow. Thank oh. you, Miles. We have a new apprentice, everybody. A new apprentice. And it still gets better, guys. It gets better? It gets no better. No way. Yes. We had a big breakthrough in our Patreon uh, over the weekend. Cool. We have our first no journeyman... Way. Patron. No way. We do. And it is. Yes. And John. Oh. Down in Texas. Oh, that's the guy that, yeah, he signed up and he was trying to figure out. Hey, and John, yeah. thank you so yes. much. Yes, thank you. So he wow. has signed up and then it gets better. I was uh, looking around earlier today, as I do on Mondays when we're getting ready to record the podcast, I go in there and check Patreon. Uh, just to make sure that I don't miss anything. Usually I get emails when people sign up or they upgrade, but I don't always get emails when people upgrade. And one thing that it says right here is that Mr. Craig Brzezinski 
has upgraded his membership from apprentice to journeyman. No that's awesome. way. Yes. That is wow. thumbs up, hearts, all of the stuff. How wow. do you do the balloons? Is the balloons is a peace sign. There we go. No way. Bronski, thank you, brah. So I actually sent him a message today. I'm talking about it anyways because he didn't respond. But I sent him a message today, and I was just verifying because when I go in and look at the different levels, uh, I don't. It doesn't show that he's a journeyman yet, so I don't know if it like will take effect on the first or whatever. But it says right here, upgraded membership from apprentice to journeyman. So thank you so much. So that means we have two people, and that gives us now another opportunity to discuss this. So. For those of you that are not patrons or are patrons or didn't hear the podcast where we talked about it, we did make some changes this year. We did add two to, uh, higher tiers. Um, and basically, there, there's some things that come along with those two tiers. But the big thing uh, on the journeyman tier is that you'll get entered into an opportunity for the three of us, not one, because I've actually gotten messages from some people thinking that it was just one of us. No. All no. three of us. Uh, we'll come to your shop, hang out for a day in your space, take you to dinner. We can do tool stuff. We can build something. We can just drink beer all day. It doesn't it's, matter. It's it's very customized to the person. Correct. Yeah. yeah. As as long as it includes wingies. As long as it includes <laughs> wingies and uh, maybe an adult beverage or two, if that's your thing. But uh, we will be doing that once this year. Um, we have not you know, solidified a date. If you sign up for the top tier, uh, the master craftsman tier, uh, that not only will that give you, uh, one entry, but it will give you two entries into that as well as, uh, I believe there's some additional benefits, uh, for like a one on three, uh, meeting and stuff like that via Skype or zoom or whatever. Is that called like a menage a quattro? (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what it's called. Ooh, we should have just named the top tier that Menage Quattro. Nice. Yeah. So it's really, I mean, that's really good. Like I, I was, you know, concerned about it. So, you know, if you guys want your opportunity to have us come hang out with you for a day, then, you know, consider doing that. And right now your chances are really good that you're going to get picked. <laughs> Up until Craig upgraded and John was the uh, 100% chance winner that he was going to get it. So now, so they also, they're also getting more entries into all the giveaways, right? Yes. Like every month. Yeah. So that, that I'm actually glad you brought that up because that reminds me when I make the list, I need to make sure that they get. So basically we have six tiers. If you're at the first tier, you get one entry. If you second tier, you get two, so on and so forth, all the way up to uh, the highest level. So wow. uh, keep that in mind. That's always a benefit. Anytime you go, go with a higher tier. So that is so cool, but yeah, I'm excited. Thank I, you, I, Aunt I really... John. Thank you, Craig. Wow, yes. that's thank awesome. you so thank you. much. And all thanks patrons. for everybody else who signed up, all the new people. Yes. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. I might be get I might get a second uh Pika pencil this year. Second one. Mm. No. 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 Come on. No, we we can't afford that. I'm starting to have a lot of Pika holders without the pencils. Something's happening lately. <laughs> What's I have happen? a little you know, drawer. I have a drawer. It's funny that I you mention holders that. In. I open up a drawer and there's a bunch of holders in there. And, and, no and they change their holders at one point. They don't mm-hmm. all fit. Like they, yeah. they change. So sometimes I'll find it. I'm like, oh, here it is. I'll go to stick it in there. I'm like, oh, it's not the right one. But I never get rid of them. But they'll, they'll turn back up. They'll turn yeah. back up. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of speaking of that, 
Hey, I'm having a situation here at the house where I'm missing laundry. Marianne and I can't figure it out. I think it's the person who lives in our house when we're not here during the day. But my favorite sweatpants are missing, and one of my favorite surf shirts is missing. I think it's your dog? No. And I'm trying to think if when I traveled last fall, if I left them in the hotel, but I'm usually pretty good at that. Hmm. I don't know this if somebody's is... coming in and during the day and taking laundry. This That's is it. very strange. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Things Quite. like that happen once Quite. you become a big celebrity. <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> stop it. Okay, let's move on. Quite, Quite the conundrum. Uh, would you say? Quite the conundrum. Oh, I thought you said quite the condom. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey, I was missing one of those the other day, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guess what, guys? Stickers. Yes. The stickers came in. Yes. Awesome. Good friends at Sticker Wolf. And it was nice because you open up the package and it'll tell you like how many stickers you ordered. They threw yeah. in an additional 20. Oh, nice. So we got 320 Green Suiters, new logo, Wicked. Green Suiters podcast stickers. Uh, when I see you guys, I'm going to give you each one of these packs for when we go to WorkbenchCon. Wicked. That's awesome. um, I think there's like, I don't know, 60 or something in one of these, 50 or 60. When Speaking I was... of stickers, I got my favorite sticker this weekend at the uh, woodworking show. I saw that. I saw your post. That was hilarious. Dirk from Dayton now oh, has yeah. stickers. I, I love what you did with it. I like I where watched, you put it. I watched you rub it in real hard too when you put it on there. <laughs> that was great. I got a little, hey, by the way, I think God that's my most watched story ever. <laughs> yeah, boy, I just cleaned up my sticker fridge perfectly with Dirk's. Uh, yeah, Dirk's sticker. Yeah, it was really oh, ugly until you put that sticker on it. I know. I and I was unpacking my bag after I got back on the weekend and I saw a sticker at the bottom of it. And I was like, what is this? It's like the best looking sticker I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it's our green suitors sticker. It is. Yeah. It, it is it a really cool sticker. I like it. And I showed it oh, to my and wife and she, she cried openly. Yeah. She just cried. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's good. That's a nice one. All, that's all nice. patrons, all patrons. We have the long arduous task of, Doing 130 envelopes. And actually, you know what? I just thought of that. Like with as many as we have, I'm going to have to order more like almost immediately because mm -hmm. we're, we're going to send a sticker out to all the patrons. Man, how much is that going to cost in uh, stamp booklets? Uh, it's it's yeah. not too bad. Kelly sends out um calendars every christmas like her real estate thing and it's it's not too bad to do that yours is going to be mm -hmm. cheaper poster i'm um, cheaper postage than that because hers is like a little 12 it's it's like you know the 12 months and it has some weight to it it takes like three stamps and it's still not that crazy so it's it won't be that bad yeah we're gonna have to buy a bunch It'll of be. but i mean that's the purpose of stamps that that's just a reminder that's one of the reasons why we even have patron because everything we do costs have yes. costs associated oh, yeah. with it yeah yeah. So it's definitely and, not always money in our pocket. We're always meeting and I'm I'm blown. I'll say that's one of the most surprising things since I've joined the podcast is the cost, like the cost of everything, like how yeah. much, you know, I've been very surprised about that, mm -hmm. um, that I just kind of thought, oh, you just jump on. It's no big deal. But it, there, there are costs associated. So it's, it's awesome that we have patrons that can offset us just going negative on doing this. Yeah. 
Oh so yeah, because that's, that's that's obviously something that we don't want. We don't want to go negative, but I also don't right. think we're trying to make a whole bunch of money from it. Right, mm -hmm. right. Because I mean, when you think about it, the money that we do get from this, if we're going to do this trip, I mean, that, that's going to wipe we'll, out. The yeah, money we've already that we decided the year. we're going negative the first year <laughs> for the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's what? worth, and this is another perk of being a patron and being involved in the podcast. We all thought it was worth it. Um, it's a good it's investment and it's something that's worthwhile. And I think it'll be win-win for everybody. And it's cool. But, but if you think about it, what if we have two, three, four, five more, uh, journeymen sign up or mm -hmm. master carpenters, mm -hmm. you know, then we can really get a lot of wings. I, I yeah. know like a lot, and, of you know, wings. yeah. And, and maybe a, pencils. And and a couple pencils. Picas. Yeah. We can get IPAs instead of a uh, Michelob Ultra. Yep. I'm telling you. And yeah. for an app, I might just uh, go for a wedge salad. Hey, yeah. uh, Jason, on the addresses, before I forget, is does that pull from Patreon? Is that what is Patreon? Is that where that pulls from? It does. Um, and I'm glad you brought that up. And I think this is probably where you were going with that. Make sure that they have their address updated in there. Yes. Not everybody will put their address in it. Mm. Yes. So that's so if you want a sticker and your address is not there or you put a fake address, please go in, change it, make sure it's up to date so we can get you a we can get you a, a sticker. Yes. In the near future. Awesome. Oh, another thing that we always forget to talk about on every episode. We have a code for WorkbenchCon tickets. Yes. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> so reminder. It is coming up very soon, one month from now, and there, there's still some tickets available. I believe the ticket prices are going to go up soon, but if you use the code Green Suitors at checkout, it'll save them fifty dollars, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah, fifty dollars. Fifty dollars off your ticket. So, mm -hmm. um, I know I'm super excited about it enough that I'm going down a day early. Yep, I am just wow. to hang out. Wow, I might bring my golf clubs. So Ooh. John, John Cesaro, uh, Lincoln street, he wrote me a message saying, says, Hey, if the weather's nice on Thursday, do you want to go play golf in the morning? And I'm like, I thought he was like here in Indianapolis. I was like, are you in Indianapolis? And he's like, no, at WorkbenchCon." I was like, Oh, I didn't plan on taking my clubs. I'm flying. Mm. But now I might have to. Did you make it a uh, golf trip? I th did you say, did you mention that? I believe it's green suitors with capital G and capital S. Yeah. But. It it just it, then it uh, corrects itself and it's just one Does word. It? Okay, yeah. She had typed that when she sent it to me, and that's why I didn't. So you already had saw that it works with just yep. regular. Okay, good. So it's not case sensitive. Good. But I did okay. I did case sensitive, and then I think it just it changed correct. anyway. It changed. I think so. But do okay. case sensitive. Capital G, capital S. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And it nice. works great. Awesome. Works great. Save you fifty bucks. Yes. Yeah. Um. Said you had asked how uh, Saturday night was. Yeah, how was that? It was awesome. How late you guys stay up till midnight? Yeah, around Oof. midnight. Uh, Patrick and Michelle went to bed a little bit early, just because they had to get up a lot earlier than than I did the next morning. Um, but yeah, we stayed up till midnight. As a matter of fact, Leo even stayed up in the shop with us until midnight. Wow. Which you know probably wasn't the best thing in the world, but he was having so much fun, especially uh, with with Cam. Yeah. So I just thought that was really cool watching it. But uh, 
let's see, Jevin, mm-hmm. uh, Travis and his wife, uh, Dirk and his wife. Um, Tra- Travis? Travis Jesse. He was there? Yeah, he went to the show and we invited him over to... I Oh, I didn't know. Chili, was, so he when came was by. he at the show? When was he at the show? Uh, not until like very the very very end. Oh, he, he came oh, okay. like later in the day. Oh, cool! Um, he is such else? a great guy. Yeah, he is. Dirk, yeah, Patrick, and Michelle, Ronnie, and Cam. Uh, Seth came. Wicked. Uh, am I missing anybody? Ryan and uh, his wife. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they all came over. We had chili. Uh, we hung out. the The girls hung out inside for the most part. The guys hung out in the shop pretty much. Um. Just had a great time, but I will say that Mr. Dirk from Dayton is such an amazing dude, right? We all know that. Great guy. Very happy that I met him. Well, he brought me, uh, he brought a bottle of bourbon and I'm not a bourbon guy, like a straight bourbon drinker. Uh, I've tried it before in the past, always with less expensive bourbons, just never really liked it. Couldn't really get into it. Um, always would li- have liked to have been somebody that can just have a glass of bourbon at night and be okay, you know, sip it for a couple hours, be done. Well, he brings one and it's his favorite and it's IW Harper 15 year. And apparently it's really hard to find. So he brought that in the hopes that we would be able to, you know, have a drink and toast, you know, to my birthday turning 40. So he, and whatever we didn't drink, he said, I'm, I'm leaving this with you and it's yours. And so I wasn't actually even going to open it. And then, uh, I decided, you know, let's do it. He brought this. I want to, don't want to disappoint him. And guess what? It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought that was really cool. So Dirk, if you're listening to this, which I'm sure you are, uh, just know that I appreciate it a lot. Was, they were uh, over there Saturday night with you guys. Great gift. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wicked. Cool. I'm just, yeah. I'm sorry I missed it, guys. That's okay. How's yeah, Marianne I doing? Got to, thought I got to see you at the show. Yeah, it was great seeing you. Uh, good. Uh, it We we stayed low the rest of the weekend, and it was wonderful. She, yeah. uh, she uh, We both got a good night's sleep last night, finally. Just, it's just, so she's good. Thank you so much for asking. She's doing great. Yeah, COVID, COVID caught us really hard the weekend before. Sucked. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Cam at the show, man. I we got him introduced to quite a few people. Yeah, the Tormek thing was awesome. He talked to the guys, the guy from Sweden and um, yeah. the other. Um, and oh, you you don't know? I think you'd already left. Um, when Cameron was getting ready to walk out, he goes, "Hey, Cameron," and handed him the scissor jig. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. that was cool. Awesome. That was cool. Yeah, he because he had talked. They talked for a while, and he had said that's what he's getting next. And he handed it to him, Good. gave him the. So he was he was excited. Um, and we yeah. also talked to Blue Spruce and got to see all of their their new their hand tools in person. I had not seen other than seeing what you, the mm-hmm. ones that you all had the chisels. Mm-hmm. Um, that was cool to see that and hang out with Patrick and Michelle, mm-hmm. Dragonfly booth. Um, it was good. So I'm cool. glad you came to the show. Was able to see you. Yeah, let's let's talk about blue spruce. I want to share my new love. So said you were gone, but oh no, this was on Sunday. I saw you. You were cutting you saw my stories. Yeah, was doing the dovetails with uh, Chuck Bender, 
who's also a fantastic guy. I met, I met him initially when I went to uh, Felder um, the first time. And I he actually might be there again next week when I go back up there. But um, just such a great dude. And he gave me a quick crash course. And watching him cut dovetails like as fast as he did and the results that he got, I was just blown away because, you know, he's cut so many of them. But he asked me, have you ever done this before? And I told him, this would be the first time that I am cutting dovetails and have not having alcohol be involved. <laughs> <laughs> because legitimately, oh yeah, every time I did have... it when I was visiting uh, Jay Bates one weekend, mm-hmm. uh, hanging out in his shop, we were drinking beers, and I was joking, messing around, cutting dovetails. Uh, there may or may not have been a night um, where we were in your your space. Um, and maybe had like a beer or two, uh, two a beer or two mini, um, <laughs> and cut you mean, some you're talking about You're talking about my shop? Yeah. Oh, my God. Remember yeah. that hand tool weekend you, Ben, and <laughs> yes. I had? Holy it great. shoot. It was unreal. <laughs> but I, I've never, uh, I've never like, you know, done it legitimately, you know, and actually gave it a good go. And I think I did a pretty good job, but so he has blue spruce. That's what he was using at the, for the demo. And he has the Coca-Bolo handled, uh, Mm -hmm. dovetail chisels. Um, right after we got done doing it, I walked straight over to the booth, uh, talked to Will, Will, right. From blue. Yeah. Will, Will Gibbs. Talked to Will. And I said, what do you have here? And he, I said, "Do you have do you have any uh, dovetail chisels?" And he said, "Yeah, we do. We have a set of four. Um, they're the curly maple handles." And I'm like, "I'll take them." And so he grabbed those, and then they had the mallets. I got yeah, one oh, of those oh, mallets. Um, did I did get the Coca Bolo handle. You did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah, very very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh. He threw in a marking knife. Yeah. Because I, I made the purchase. I don't know if that was just something that they were doing, but it's really cool. Then I got a little uh, woodpecker's bevel gauge, a little tiny, short, stubby one. I really like that. That's what actually Chuck was using to lay out the pins and tails. But I really liked it. And like my my newfound interest in the whole hand tool thing lately is is really, really becoming exciting for me. And that's something that I want to get your opinion on, Sedge, tonight. Two things. One has to do with saws, mm-hmm. hand saws, dovetail mm-hmm. saws. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two has to do with a workbench. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can get to that after we kind of recap the show. Because I, I think mm-hmm. you know people are interested to know how the show went. But that my, my show, for me, ended in me going and buying a bunch of blue spruce. <laughs> I've had a I've had a dovetail saw from Lee Nielsen. I picked out my own handle. Uh, they had about 40 of them laid out, and I got a, a really nice curly cherry handle on it. I'm not bragging, but I've had that for 20 years, I think. Oh, easily. Easily 25. And uh, I like it. I, I need to get it sharpened. But th- since then, they came out with a tapered uh, dovetail. And I was eyeballing that, but I recently saw two reviews uh, by the same guy with but two different counterparts in his videos. And this guy knows hand tools pretty well. It's Bat Cave Creations. And uh, he put 
one of the uh, reviews, he had nine different saws. And then he boiled it down to on the second review with his friend, another friend, they boiled it down to three dovetail saws. One of them was the tapered Lee Nielsen. One of them was the Veritas saw. And one of them was the blue spruce. Mm-hmm. That's what rated, I use. Rated number one was the blue spruce. And was I got and I got one this weekend. It's on its way. Oh, cool. So uh, I tried to buy one, but he didn't have any at the show for, yeah, for sale. Will Will is sending me one. Um, is it pull or push? It's push. It's a Western. Okay, so and, can have you used a, a push, uh, Ronnie? I know Sedge. I know you've done it a million times. And yes. I've used, a, and I've used. Bless you, <laughs> Yeah, bless you. <laughs> I, I I'm asking because I I struggled with it because any saw that I've u- typically used in the past has been a pull because for me naturally it just make feels like it makes more sense to get mm-hmm. set and then pull towards you and then start sawing. Sedge, I know that you're going to know exactly what I struggled with, right? And it was just mm-hmm. the teeth. Just once I could get the cut started, mm-hmm. worked perfectly fine. Yeah, Getting so. the cut started, I I, I struggled with. Because mm-hmm. it's like I'm either putting a little bit too much. I'm putting a pressure down at all, like too much yeah, pressure, gotta, trying to keep it you steady. Gotta, you got to to line it up. Here's your curve. You got to inch your fingers and move it into where you need it. And then what I like to do is come back a little and then straight in. So it is when you're using a handsaw, and by the way, I'm I'm not the greatest at it. And I've often worked with different techniques. I just wa- I just uh saw something where I'm like, I'm gonna try that and I'm gonna probably try it this weekend. But it's practice. Practice, practice, oh, yeah. practice, practice. We call them burn boxes. Make a burn box, make a burn box. And guess what? You'll get that um, mental muscle, and it'll it'll just flow. You just but here's the other thing. It's just like it's like my shaper origin. Okay, uh, you get going with it, but then it sits for a month. You got to uh-huh. go get that 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 uh, mental muscle going. What's it called? It's a mental perishable muscle? skill, muscle memory, and muscle memory brain, going brain muscle memory too. Brain, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's always it's always it's always practice. But well, once you I get remember going, it, it's and if you ride a bicycle when you're a kid and you take off the training wheels. Guess what? It happens. And then it's a natural thing. Five years not riding a bicycle, you get back on it. It's just getting used to it again. That's all. Well, I, I remember when you were showing uh, Ben and I and the other times that we've messed around with that kind of stuff at your shop. Um how how quickly you were able to get the cut going and then how quickly you were able to get to depth and like one or two you know pushes of the saw uh same thing with chuck it was like he'd line it up and he'd be like zip zip done and he would just go to the next one super quick and then me i'm like sitting here going like he's like now you're pushing too hard stop holding the handle so tight i can see your knuckles are white uh lower your arm go straight back and forth and i got all these things and he just gets up and he's just like zip zip done right so I'm just curious, like, do should I get a push or should I, uh, mm. you know, get a pull or do I do both and see which one I like more? That's what I would do. So I have a couple different. I have some pulls, and uh, but most of mine a push because that's the way I grew up. You know, yeah. <laughs> right when I think I have enough saws, oh, hello, because you know I got that bad axe saw two years ago that mm-hmm. uh, uh, 
16 inch tenon that I just love. And I need it because sometimes I need that depth of cut on there. Right. So, uh, Oh God. And right when I think I have enough hand planes, right? So my first bevel up usage and messing around with was that sweetheart uh, Stanley that you brought into the shop a few weeks ago. I had seen bevel ups and stuff like that, but never really took it for a, so I'm get, uh Vic sending me a four uh, a bevel up smoother by Melbourne tool. And I, and hopefully I get it because I'd like to do a comparison firsthand comparison to my four and a half smoother bevel down versus a bevel up. And that's what I, I'd like to shoot a video on just my initial reactions to it this weekend. Hmm. So hopefully I'll get it. But right when I think I have enough hand planes, hello. Yeah. You know, so it, it's always, <laughs> it's, it's always, it's tough to say. I'm always willing to try something new. And when these guys were talking about the dovetail saw, I was like, yeah, yeah, these guys know what they're doing. So, and it, it was a technique that one of the guys was using. I'm willing to try new tools all the time and new techniques. And the beauty of it, when you try something new and you may, well, I like this a little bit better then somebody, you know, gets a hand me down, mm -hmm. you know, but the one thing I'll never part with on this new, new plane is I'm never getting rid of that four and a half ever from Lee Nelson. That's my baby. So, um, my dad, my mom and dad bought it for me. That's awesome. 40, 35 years ago. Isn't that crazy? It is. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I had a question. It's, it's crazy too because it's it like it lets you. If you ever think those type of tools are expensive, it really doesn't matter because it's going to be a lot more in thirty years. <laughs> the cost yeah. of that tool, you know, but, and it's like just go and buy now. It hurts once, and they last, yeah. you know, forever. But, but the, you know what? When I start, and I'm like, sometimes I say, "Yeah, I've had this for twenty years," and then I'm thinking about it. I go, "No, I've had it for thirty. and then, and then it's like I just got it. Mm -hmm. you know i i don't know how to explain it man i just i, I know i'm older than dirt i get it i get it i get it but man, i wasn't I've gonna been, say anything i've been doing this for a while and i don't think i have but i, yeah, I guess my, I my most my most common one like that is i'll tell people i've had a track saw for like 14 or 15 years and then i remember when i bought it i'm like oh actually it's been 19 20 years ago and yeah. i think it was 15 years ago there's a lot of things like that, that i just uh, yeah, I just did that video that skyrocketed on me uh, the Which first one? two days, and I said I've had I, I've I've had twenty years of experience with a track saw. Which which on video, Sedge? Um, uh, on the the thumbnail says twenty years and twenty oh. twenty years using a track saw, but I guess I'm a little bit of a different animal because for. 17 of those years, I've been teaching people how to use the track saws, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, I think I got 18,000 views on it. Posted it two weeks ago, I think. Nice. Good. But it's not that I'm, I'm not, uh, it's, I, I'm, what I'm trying to get at is, and Ronnie, like you said, you've had one for 20 years. Yeah, I, I'm rounding up. I If I wanted to be, if I was on a game show, I would say it was 19. <laughs> I was on a game show because I'd always think about is that your final before, answer? Before we were, I think <laughs> about the tools that I had before we moved in the house we're in now. Yeah. And I'm 
fairly certain I bought it just before we came here. And Madison is the age of the time we've lived here. So I always know. So we're looking at like around 19, around 19 years. Because I bought the Traxall right. and I bought the Paramatic 55, the 66, Paramatic, not 55, Paramatic 66 table saw and the joiner and yeah. the track saw. I bought all three of those pretty close to each other. That's when I started getting what I call serious about that. I'm going to be mm. a woodworker. Um, mm. But yeah, that's that was my gateway. And that's when I bought the 26, the CT26 dust collector, mm. which I still use. Yeah, I got a CT55. And I think I got two CT22s in my shop. Yeah, the CT55 was basically a 22 with more compartments down below, so it holds a bigger bag. We never brought it to the states, but I had a 110 that I was testing. It was, yeah, I think it's also a sample on the side. Mm, but yeah, yeah. it's pretty Time cool. We, we we sold 44s and 55s over in Europe. So let me ask you guys, what was your overall impression of the woodworking shows in Indianapolis? You want me to go first, Ronnie, or you want to go? Sure, you can go first. Um, I was pleasantly surprised in comparison to last year. That's exactly what I would have said. First same. Sentence. That's what yeah. I wanted to hear. Yeah, same. Um, I still don't think it's a great show. Um, like, don't go there expecting to see all kinds of really awesome tools. Um the the majority of the tools and, and companies that are there, and this is not an insult, it's just the way that it is, are like the more more gimmicky things, I guess, is a good way to put it. And then you always had your flea market tables. You yeah, have it's like the products. crown molding, the yeah. crown molding jig, the you know, no name router bits. The, yeah. you know that kind of thing there's a lot of that um i do wish it was bigger especially for what they charge for mm. ticket pricing and parking right so you're like wait what was it for was it 16 dollars for the ticket and 10 dollars for parking yep 26 you're bucks at, you're at 26 if you're just one person coming in and then, so that's so yeah so think about someone like big d and jenny they paid 16 at the door each and Ten dollars for the car, you know that's forty-two yeah. bucks, right? Yeah, yeah. That part, it, that part. Mm. Yeah, I, but it, the crowd was phenomenal. It, it was. was. It was better and than last year. I, you know, so I, I do a lot of, or I used to do a lot of trade shows, and Jason, you know how I am. It's the I get all bunched up because I got to travel there. Travel you? home. No. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do get. I get bunched up. I don't believe it. And uh, what's funny is, and it just. I sent you something on Sunday, and I, I said mm-hmm. in a text, I go, "It was awesome." Once I got there, it was awesome hanging out in the Leather by Dragonfly booth, but all the people that came up and said hi, right. And I caught up with all the old pirates that do the show because they're my friends, like a Pat Castley or Joey from Shapa. But Joey had this guy which with him, and he was doing his first show. And he goes, you know that guy? I go, I can't tell. He looks like a Santa Claus from behind. Mm-hmm. And then about two hours later, I went over. They were slow. And it was, he Don turned around, and it was Don Ware from Anderson Plywood. He's fully retired. And now Shaper is going to send him out to shows every twice a month. 
And I just thought, oh, my God, I gave him a big hug. And I it was so nice catching up with all these people I've known in the industry and just and meeting a lot of new people. You yeah. know, so it was it was for me, it reminded me of why I love woodworking. I I came out of there energized. You know, because sometimes, you know, oh, it's the winter cabin fever. And I think that's another reason we've had some really piss poor weather here for the last month. Just great and rain, rain, rain. Yes. And you could tell everybody was stoked to get out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. And that uh, drive, that drive from the show to Jason's house was like dark, just dark sucks. and rainy yeah, and just so dark. Um, you know, sometimes when just a huge overclass overcast in the like the sky you realize how much light like the moon puts out because it was just not easy driving, you know? Yeah. that That's winter. That's part of winter. It's like not fun. So I want to, I, I did want to highlight some of the, the companies that I thought it was worthwhile that, you know, that they were there and why people could go. Cause I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like what I said was kind of jerky, you know, like aftermarket stuff and, flea market stuff like it kind of is and anybody is. would think that when they go in but it used to be a lot it, worse well there was a lot more vendors there this year than there was last year last year it was only half that building you remember this yeah, year the right. whole building was was full in the, in the year before it was horrid yeah i met i met my friends there from evansville and i went you gotta be kidding me yeah they uh Shaper was there. Shaper Origin had a booth. Um, Rockler. Hormek, Rockler, Saw Stop, Hormek, Blue Spruce, Woodpeckers always has a huge booth. They're always a huge hit. Um, and they had lots of classes. Tommy Mack was doing classes, and Daryl from uh, Dreadnought Workshop, I think is is his name, which I met him for the first time at this show. He what? came up all the way to the Leather by Dragonfly booth just to introduce himself and say hello. And I honestly felt awful because the first thing I said to him is, well, I was like, I'm glad that you, you know you stopped by. He, he's like, I just wanted to come by. I heard you were here and I wanted to introduce myself and meet you. I have been to so many shows where he has also been. And we've yeah. never, never met, never talked. Hartville. I mean, he's at Hartville every time. You've he's at, that was the first time you met Daryl? First time we've ever spoke. Yes. And he could not be nicer. Oh my God. I love hanging out with him. Yeah. He's such really, a really nice good guy. dude. Yeah. He yep. rep, he reps, uh, Robert Sorby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a few other brands. Good dude. He's out of Florida. Did you know that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know so, if he's still in Florida. I think he might. I don't know. He's he has yeah. a new shop that's being built right now, and I, for some reason, I want to say it was in like North or South Carolina. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, I, I and also was thinking on what you just pointed out too that we're also comparing it to all the other shows. We go to a lot more shows than right. probably the standard woodworker, and we probably are slightly probably snobby. We're probably a little snobby when you when I think about the 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 companies you just named plus all of the learning opportunities they had. It, we didn't take advantage of everything that they had there for sure. If you were doing that, it would make the cost a lot more worth it. Mm, I think yeah. we just didn't take advantage of that. We kind of walked in and just hung out at the dragonfly booth and we tried to do the dovetail thing. We waited for, Oh, uh, almost an hour. 
We waited for almost an hour. They, it was just too close to, they were going to be closing in 45 minutes mm. and we just aborted. But yeah, that I, been a cool I was lucky enough to get the opportunity to do it yesterday because Sunday was dead. Friday mm. was very busy, way busier than I expected. Saturday was a blast. Mm. Um, but Sunday was just like dead. <laughs> like it never yeah. really had anything of a crowd. We actually started breaking down at like two 30 and we were done with breakdown completely at like two 50. Tormac was out of there before three. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Cause there was just nobody there. Yeah. It was cool, man. It was good. Just seeing people it was out and about and lots of smiling, lots oh, of yeah. people laughing. And it was cool. Hey, yeah. guess what else I get? To, I got to run the hot dog at Sauce Stop. Yeah. Pat, my is. buddy Pat said, hey, Sedge, come on over. And boy, can Pat draw a crowd. That scared the living bejesus out yeah. of me. Yeah, it scares me every time, and I didn't even know it's going to happen. Oh, I always jump. <laughs> I, I went home immediately and cleaned my shorts. Man, <laughs> it was crazy. Even Leo, because uh, obviously Nicole and, and, and the kids, the boys came out, but when you did that and it made that big bang noise and you were like, Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he was like, what's Briah doing? <laughs> yeah. He was so Leo was so cute. Uh, when he was handing out all the stickers mm -hmm. and then I'm over at shaper and across the aisle comes max walking toward me. Yeah. God, he is adorable, man. That yeah, kid cool. is adorable. It's fun. It was a good yeah. time. If you have the if you have the show near you, you know, go check it out. I, I heard uh, some pretty poor things about Boston, and I heard some pretty poor things about the Columbus one, and the the indie one was actually a little bit better. Uh, next yep. weekend they're down in Atlanta, um, and then I think it's Wisconsin, and then New Jersey. They'll actually be in New Jersey the weekend they just, um, that I'm coming back from. Yeah, uh, they what's just. It called? The Felder. Felder, yeah. They just announced, uh, I think, St. Louis. They're going to be doing St. Louis show, too. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. That's good to see, you know, the interest in woodworking and and people getting out to shows and networking. Yeah. Which is really cool. Do you know I did a show uh, on Thursday? Where? For, for festival. <laughs> Really? Here I am getting off of COVID, and I'm, I'm around 500 high school students. You guys get, you guys want to hear something really cool? I uh, I was asked to come up and work this C2E booth with Von Tobel and Festool, and I went, "What the heck is C2E? It's a construction career um, exploration." And what it is, is all the high school students and uh, or high schools that are in the vocational programs in Tippecanoe and Boone County, if they have a vocational center and attached to the school, are invited up to uh, Tippecanoe Fairgrounds. And they had about 30 different vendors. And when I say vendors, they were electrical contractors, cement contractors, uh, lumber yards, um, plumbing contractors builders but then they had other vendors we were the only power tool company there and uh the mayor walked around 
from Lafayette. And he said the two best booths or the ones that had the most interaction was the heavy equipment simulator, which was really cool, but also the Festool booth. And we made their Facebook page and everything. And in our booth, which was really neat, uh, I had tra we had Travis, Garrett, Luke from Von Tobel on the Shaper Origin, and myself on the Domino. And what we would do is the uh, the kids would walk up. We had all their logos pre-programmed. Some of them were already cut. We say, "What high school are you from?" And they go, "Western Boone." And they go, "Oh, we got your logo here." And they go, "Really?" And then I would that we pre-mitered all the frames, rabbited them, and I was just I did I think twenty different frames. I'd hand them to Travis, and the kids would sand them. We'd break them apart and go, hey, here's your backpack. Glue it up when you get back and color it up. Nice. So they had it. It was really neat. And it was all these kids that were in a vocational program for welding or HVAC, plumbing, electrical, architect, uh, classes, landscapers. Every, every um, trades career was represented. And it was really impressive. 500 kids. Oh, High school good. kids came through there and it was from one thirty to nine 30. They threw us some Jimmy John's It was wicked. I got inspired. These kids were so excited to come talk to people about careers in the trades. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. It gave me a kind of a, a real good outlook about all these young adults walking through and saying, yeah, I want to, I want to go and continue with this electrical contractor or, Hey, we have a woodworking shop and there's other companies there. Remodeling companies were there. I was so impressed. So I just thought, Hey, that's a, you know, so I, then I hit, I did that, did festival live on Friday and then I get to go hang out with all you knuckleheads on Saturday. Man, was I pumped. It was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Very so cool. I thought I'd mention it and I mentioned it at our marketing meeting today. <laughs> Rick was the only one that I had told I was going up there and everyone went, huh? <laughs> so it was cool. Yeah. Everybody's like, wow. So this was on Thursday, you said? Yeah. I did that on Thursday. And you said it was 1 30 to 8 30? No, 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 no. 9 30 to 1 30. Oh, oh said, I was like, 1 30 to 9 30. Did I, I really? Long, yeah, I was like, afternoon. man, that went late. <laughs> oh, no, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, 930 in the morning till 130. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I was just thinking, gosh, that was a long time to yeah, be. That's, to a, be. Long, that's a long yeah. day. <laughs> they <laughs> wow. better give you Jimmy John's. Yeah. Man, no, it was cool. No, that's cool. Very, very cool. So that's um, what I've basically been up to. I wanted to ask... Uh, something of you said or your guys's both opinions on something i was talking to patrick about this we went and had uh some cigars last night and one of the things that we had discussed was uh workbench stuff because you know ever since i put the slider in my shop obviously you know things are changing for me a little bit in, in terms of like things that i really need and, and one of the things that i don't feel like i absolutely need anymore uh, is my big crosscut station the way that I have it because I'm not using it anymore for that purpose. Um, I still like having a large surface to assemble things and put things together on, but uh, in all reality, you know, I'm not, I'm not using it the way that I 
that I was. Um, and to be honest with you, I can count on one hand how many times I've used my track saw since I got this lighter. And the only time that I did that was to take four foot by eight foot sheets and break them down into smaller, more manageable sizes that I could then use on my slider. So um, it's really changing the way that I work. So with that, I want to make a hybrid, which we've talked about on here. My problem is, though, I am so green when it comes to hand tool woodworking, right? And I know that I have a lot to learn. I don't know what I like and what I don't like yet. I don't know what features I want and what features I don't want yet. So what I'm thinking about doing, uh, instead of wasting the time and the material to build one, right, and buy all the vices and all that other stuff. What I'm thinking about doing is Schoberg's has, uh, they're really large, like long bench that has like a cabinet built into it underneath and everything. Um, I'm thinking about getting that and having that on one side. I thought and I've got an idea for you. Scaling down my assembly table on the other side, but they both would be level with each other I've until I know idea. what I want to do. I got a really good idea for you. They'll save you money. Uh, build a park workbench and throw it in the fire. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh my um, god. No, but they also make a junior size that I got for Cameron. Like, I don't know how it's been a few years ago. I use it all the time, all the time. It's right next to my bench. It has the vice. It has the dogs. It has everything. You would said you agree with me if you do, <laughs> but. Have you have you ever seen the small one? Like they have it sometimes at Woodcraft and stuff. When they say small, it's adult size, but they just call it the junior size. It's a little, it's it's just not as big surface area on the top. But I think if you had that, it would give you enough of an idea of what you wanted instead of buying the one that is going to take up the space of that you are going to be building one. It's just an option look at it because i know the one that you're talking about is like was that like three or four thousand uh no it's like 22 with the cabinet i think so maybe is the that other what, uh, with the cabinet is, uh, was patrick there, is was patrick suggesting the showberg he he agreed with me on the idea of maybe going with something that i could Pre purchase for now until i know what i want to do and then I could build something later on right. once I have a little bit more experience and knowledge. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good idea. Um, there's two I definitely would look at. I would look at the Lee Nielsen ones because that's what I have. And I would look at the, uh, no, the I'm sorry, Lee Valley because that's the one I have, the Veritas with the twin screw. Oh, yeah, that's sweet. But... Uh, the Lee Nielsen has the traditional end vice and it's massive. So that's something to look at as well because they both have great benches and they have the mass. I've seen really small Schobergs that I wasn't impressed with, but I've never worked on one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I can't guide you in the right direction. I've heard great stuff. My friend Stieg worked for Schoberg for many, many years. Um, but I've, I was impressed with the one that Cameron has, how heavy it is to be what yeah. I call smaller. It has a lot of weight to it and you can really muscle into it and it stays, you know, That's... sturdy. 
I would, I guess you, a, your, your option is going to be to buy, if you buy a full size one, I guess you'll end up just having to sell it when you make your hybrid one, which would not be probably be hard, right. you know, or if you wanted to just get used to having the vice and using some hand tools, his works great. I mean, I use it all the time. Um, I never, I didn't realize I was going to be using his bench all the time, but I do. Well, I will say, uh, Sedge, we've talked about this at your shop before. An another thought that I have had is, uh, for the time being, building one of those, uh, what's the type of ice that you have that you can clamp down on your workbench? A uh, moxen vice. A moxen vice. And building one of those that, that I could just attach to what I already have. Yep. Right. I built. I built it. I bought the bench crafted. Took me. I did it over a weekend. I bought the because I love bench crafted uh, hardware, vice hardware. I bought the moxen stuff, but and then uh, I built it. Like I said, over a weekend, and it works great. Because I mean, it, what I what I'm really looking for the most is just a, a really good, like vice solution, um, and I think I could get by like practice cutting cutting dovetails. Like, do I need a full bench for that? But like, the bench would give me multiple uses, like, uh, you know, a couple different uh, vices, storage for hand tools underneath it. Uh, it's going to look nice. It's probably pretty sturdy. I also did think because I could, I'm, I'm about to make some changes to my layout in my shop. And I'm gonna I'm gonna spin the the slider around, and then the bandsaw is gonna move a little bit. Joiner planer is gonna move. I thought about putting it against the wall that I walled in for the garage, and just putting it up against there, and then having that wall where I could put like a hand tool cabinet, that kind of stuff, right above it, um, and it would be out of the way, and then I wouldn't have to do anything with my assembly table. So your assembly table that you have now is rock solid. Uh, there's no movement to it. And you put a box and vice on there. You build that. You got a great, great dovetail station because you're tall, and the box and vice will bring it up at the right height for you to dovetail on. Well, that's a good point. Maybe you should do look at doing and something like that. And then you could always use that vice on something else, or use it when you build your bench. You could use that vice on the bench you build too. Hey, you won't have to sell something. Yeah, I could always use that. Yeah. Think about this. Think about this. You want to borrow my box and vice? To experiment with? Kinda. Okay. When you're over, just take it home with you. We um we were doing those Perfect. scarf joints. There were 12, 12 you inches. You may have long. just saved me thousands of dollars. <laughs> you know the 12 inch long scarf joint we had to do for all of the boards we joined up. We had to use that long vice to stick them in there and then use the plane to flatten them out. And Cameron and I both were talking about how would we do that if we didn't have that vice? I don't know how you do it. Because you can't lay it flat, you would hit the the bench or the top of the table. You have to be able to. So there's there's all kinds of uses for those long vices that, especially when you get into hand tools. I'm learning more and more. But that might I think it's a good plan for you. Try that. Start out with that. You already have the bench, and then you can kind of formulate what would be ideal from that setup. Yeah, right. And it's just you're gonna have to tweak a couple things with the the mox and vice that I have, because you got to build it away from the aluminum extrusion. But there's I can help you with that. It's easy. Well, I do just, have space. Just to get I do the have feel. space on the on one end and on the back side, like that I could actually put it down onto the, the work uh, table itself. But yep. the issue that I see with that, and that's why it would be good to experiment, and I could always make it a different size to accommodate mm -hmm. that, um, is now the MFTs would be behind the vice which could present a problem, even though the wood, the material will probably be high enough. And it might be a little too low because that mm -hmm. those Rockler bases, you're right. They do not move. 
um, the MFTs move because I still don't have them like pinned in, which I I'll, I'll do that immediately if I do this. So then the MFTs don't slide as I'm using it. But um, if I was able to put it on one of the ends, it would also give me the ability to you know clamp long boards and you know take a, a hand plane to one of the edges or something like that, and it's sturdy and it's holding it. So yeah, that might be a a really good solution. At least in the meantime, right? Because yeah, it it it's you experimenting, you yeah. know, with a different uh, vice and going, oh, I like this, or you know, you may not need that, or so I'll tell you right now, I'm always tweaking on work holding on mine. You guys see, I have those TDS thirteens from TSO, but they just came out because I put those on my end vice. My twin screw invites, but they just came out with these new, they call them flathead dogs. They go on the regular bench dogs and they sit in, but it's a like a, a, a half oval and it's bigger, but it also pushes back a little. So I get more bearing surface on my end vice on that twin screw invites. I'm always tweaking how I w hold work and it's so many workarounds that I right. have with the bench I have. And yeah, look at Patrick's bench. It's to die for. It's perfect. But you know, and he he that's his bench that he uses for everything. And what is it? It's, I think it's maple and purple heart, isn't it? Uh, I if so. I remember correctly, yeah. And, it, and it's oh my god, huge. it's just beautiful, beautiful. But I don't know if that's the one he started on. Everybody's. It's kind of like. Building a boat. Every every woodworker wants to build a boat. Every woodworker wants to build a chair. We want to build a guitar at some time. You know? A string instrument. Whatever. And one of the things that I think I want to do is build a bigger, more massive bench with a traditional end vice. But then I think about it. I go, God, I'm just so used to using my bench for the last 30 years. It's a Lee Valley that I just well, no, is it thirty years? No, probably twenty-five. But it's it's I love it. I've built so much stuff with it. I've moved it everywhere. And it's just like I'd have to start right thinking, now. how about holding stuff? You know? So workbench. Yeah. I'm just I'm curious on what the cost on those are compared to uh the Schoberg ones. Oh, I could get one from Rockler for like 600 bucks. I'm sure that's top quality. Or the Ramia Premium Plus. You know, Chuck Bender had a very interesting, I can't for the life of me remember what the name of it was, but it was like that. It was like a metal base and it was like an adjustable bench. Oh, had... yeah. Uh, a Nord. Uh... I know what it was. It was adjustable. Yeah. Yeah. You can like okay. lift up one side and go to the other side, lift it up. It yep. like falls down into like a little metal groove. This bar does. And he had to raise it up for me because obviously, you know, I'm, I'm quite a bit taller than he is. So he raised it up. And I just thought that that was really interesting because it's like, wow, that you needed that right here at this moment. You know, like I can, I can imagine if it was like a woodworking school or something like that, that would be a really smart type of, uh, workbench to have so it could accommodate you know your different clientele at different different heights i thought that was really cool mm. norden i uh, noden n-o-d-e-n yeah. adjust the bench 
here I am going Odin, I'm going Norton, mm-hmm. and it's Noden. And those are really, really nice. He has one of those. I've never I've never seen one in person. He it's one of the it's one of the brands that he works with that sponsors oh. his uh his little tour that he does, the classes that he does. Way cool. Um Yeah, that's the first time I met him and I've been watching his work all these years. He's a really He's a genius, man. Yeah. He's been instructing, instructing woodworking forever. Yeah, he's a good dude. Show oh, see, they don't. I, they may not even sell Lee Valley uh, workbenches anymore. Said you may have an antique. I'm not. Fi- I'm not finding one on their website. They sell a yeah, Showbergs one. Hmm. Interesting. That'd be yeah. interesting, huh? Um. Yeah, so I I like that. Now see, now I'm glad I asked because I was pretty dead set on what I want to do. But in real, in all reality, what I want to accomplish right now, like soon, um, is the ability to mess around and, and practice. You know what I mean? Because you're 100 mm-hmm. percent right. You, you, it's practice, practice, practice. And I I have a I do have a project coming up soon. I'm not going to say exactly what it is on here because I, I want it to be a surprise when the time comes. But um, it was an idea that Nicole had. I may have, I may have talked to you guys about this, uh, this weekend, but, um, the thing that I'm going to build, I do want to incorporate some, you know, cool joinery techniques, or mm. maybe I'll do uh, dovetails on this project. Um, and I just think it'd be a really cool opportunity. Cause I, when it, when it's all done, I'm going to end up giving it to one of my, one of my patrons. It's going to be, you know, randomly somebody's going to get selected for this. Oh, that's cool. So I thought it would be cool. And so, you know, if I'm sending it to a patron, it better be nice because I don't want him to get it and be like, this guy's a hack. YouTube is a lie, <laughs> which would be pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> no. So that's good. Huh. You guys uh, talked me off the ledge. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I was just here with my checkbook wide open, ready to. Start you were, man. You were ready yeah. to make the jump. Well, it would have been good because I would have gotten given some business to good old U.S. Tool and Fastener. They sell Schoberg? They sure yeah. do. That's where I bought Cameron's. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Yep. Wow. I am on the Lee Valley website, and I do not see the Veritas workbench. No. That Maybe they... is wild. I wonder when they stopped making them. Huh. I don't know. Supply and demand issues. Maybe. So Maybe if they, I'm trying to, they money? have a bench. They have bench kit components, but no, that's whack. I'll tell you what. <clears throat> I had a situation with my top when I it arrived. And they just sent they sent me a new one. Really? They, they, they get the best customer service ever. Lee Valley. They said, oh, yeah. And I forget what I did with the uh, the defective one. Maybe I uh, threw it on a burn pile or something. Probably burned it. I yeah. probably burned it, you know. Yeah, people love that. Yeah. <laughs> and back then, we didn't have social media. God, what did you do? Dude, it was awesome. <laughs> so I uh oh, 
when I was asking about tools earlier, oh no, man. Um, I had my, I had items in my cart. Now they're not there anymore. Ronnie, did Cam have a, a good time at the show? Yes, he did. He did. I think he, uh, I think um, my report to Kelly when I got home, I said that Tormek alone was worth it for him. The, he had three different conversations with those guys. And uh, what was the other one? Um, I had a good uh, conversation with them after the first time I introduced mm -hmm. them. And I had a good conversation. So I said, oh, that's good. I said, this kid is awesome. He he said that um that the guy there's two there and he had to refer to this to the Sweden expert a few times because that guy was uh newer and Cameron yes. like Cameron said, I felt good about my knowledge because he had to ask the guy from Sweden a couple of times on my questions, which Pontus. was good. Yes. Pontus yes. has been with the company, I think, for twenty six years. Oh wow. That and cool. that gentleman who I started talking with, he's the new sales rep out of Chicago. And he's been with the company for four months and they couldn't have hired a nicer young yeah. guy. Yeah. Cameron said he was really nice. He yeah. talked to him a lot longer than I did because he was over there when I was talking to Blue Spruce. And I was at, I helped Dirk at Woodpecker's um, booth for a while. Um, we were talked about, you know, he asked about, I have a lot of their stuff and we were just walking around and Dirk spent a lot of money there. <laughs> At the Woodpecker's booth, which yeah. he was excited. I mean, that's the place to buy because it's like, um, even if they don't the, have the it, deals they, they have are shipping. great. And yeah, that's that's a great, and that's a reason for the show right there. Woodpecker's is a good, you know, it's it. They definitely it would not be the same show if they weren't there. There, mm -hmm. it's kind of nice that they're able to. They have such a big display and they have a lot in stock. It's not a, just to order. Um, did you, Did you guys check out? Uh, did you guys check out that router table, the Woodpecker's router table at all? No. I, I have that they have a new one though. You mean the one they yeah. just came out with? The one, mm -hmm. the one that they had at the show. Yeah, I did not even look at it. I, yeah. I, I forgot that they had a new one until you just said that. I just kind of looked over it because I knew I had their router table. I, I'm looking right now, uh, uh p potentially, um, replacing the Incra, not because I'm unhappy with the Incra, but just because the way that I'm my shop is laid out now, I, I want something that I can just put up against the wall and like a more a more traditional style. Right, the long mm -hmm. end against the wall instead of the, the short end. Um, and I've been looking at the woodpeckers or the Jessam, and that woodpecker's one that they had there was sweet, like I'm, really, really nice. I'm very happy with mine. Mine's the one. I think they made some tweaks to the what it called the new one, but I have the one right before it with a lift, and I have the, uh, what's the name of the motor? It's a step. It's it's a three and a half horsepower, just a. It's the one they sell it at Woodpecker sells the motor. Right. It's the one that replaced the Porter cable when they stopped making it. Mm -hmm. it it's spin right. It's spin right. Yeah. yeah, that's a great motor. It's a soft start and it's powerful. It's accurate. Um, there's a lot of options. I don't know if they're still doing that, but that makes it kind of hard for someone buying. It's like, do you want the micro adjust on the back? Do you want this? Do you want that? And you have to do a lot of, do you want this upgrade or not? But it, when you, you have all the options, it adds up quick. Oh yeah, but it's it's a quality table though. It's accurate. The the one thing I still I like I was really impressed by the fence and the micro adjust capabilities on each side and the sturdiness and the beefiness of it and everything. Mm. Um, what I'm unsure of is do I get that over the Jessam? Because the thing that I like about the Jessam setup 
is that mo new motor that they have and that uh, digital readout and uh, speed control, external speed control um, for their motor. And I don't know if there's something that can be retrofitted to the woodpecker. So I, I want to find that out before I make the decision. I think I remember that's the difference in mine and the new one. I think they changed the method for the raise and lower. I think it's different that mine has a little thing you stick in there and turn. You can raise and lower it. I think they've changed that. I just yeah. picked up on that from one of their posts, but um, I'm okay watch, with mine. Watch some YouTube videos about it. Yeah, digital readout would be nice, but I, I feel like a lot of times when I'm using a router, I'm not really, well, I get it to where it's close, and then I know on the spin, you know how much, it's like a 30-second every time you do, you know, and so you kind of know how many clicks. You're just kind of guessing. Just kind of get it oh. right. I'm not talking about digital readout for the height uh, adjustments. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, motor power controller. Oh, okay. So variable you know how like it's speed. a, it's a variable speed. Yeah, variable. Yeah, speed. like you know, okay. normally you have to like open up the door and like yeah. use the, your thumb yeah. to like twist the thing from six to four or whatever right. depending on the bit. Right. Yeah, that would be handy. I I only ch I change whenever I put a big bit in. I always try to slow it way down. But um, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, it does not have that. I have to reach down, but I know where the th where it is. I don't have to look. It's because it's kind of made to be in a router table. The one that I'm talking about, the spin right, it has it right on the bottom. So you just reach. You don't have to look. Mm. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, guess what, guys? What? This uh, I don't know if this has happened before, but we got a new patron while we were recording. No way. Oh. And I could wait until next week, and I prop probably will shout him out again at the beginning of our next episode but why not do it during the episode why not doesn't happen all the time mine's will i uh and sedge i believe you met uh ronnie i think he was be there before you got there but um his name is brian strawbridge yep, yep. he was he the, reached out the and lawyer said hi. yeah um very nice cool. guy he's the he was the one that i was telling you just walked up to the booth and was like, this is really weird. I was literally just listening to your podcast. Yeah. Because I found it because the, of the, the bourbon moth episode. Yeah. He oh, had the cool. cubbies hat on. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. He just signed up for a full year. Awesome. Wow. Uh, what's the, uh, does it say which one? Yeah. We did a selfie say. with him too. The $5 level. Wicked cool. Thank you Welcome. so much. Welcome, Brian, man. I'm going to go play golf with him. He's a Wicked golfer. cool. No kidding. He's a gopher? Spe yeah, he's a gopher. Speaking of golfing, guys, guess what I did last night? Uh, golfed in a simulator. I did not. I created the newest hit Instagram page. It is called Get Bent Golfing. Oh, that's cool. Nice. And I, I don't want to sound braggy or anything. I've already got 27 followers. Nice. Okay. Wow. So tool brands or uh, golf brands, here we go. Yeah, you can be like, we're, we we project you to get 30 next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get, get bent golf, golfing. That's cool. Yeah, figure I might as well, you know, yeah. go hit some balls, take my phone with me, get some footage. And who knows, maybe someday there'll be a get bent golfing uh, YouTube channel. There you go. That'd be so cool, man. And then get hey, get pictures of my ball washers. Boat, oh, I no, I can't. I'm not even gonna go there. Um, 
<laughs> once I get my uh, bass boat, then we'll have a, a page called uh, Bassin with Bent or something like that. Yeah. Nice. Gosh. You could uh, you could take pictures of all the ball washers and beer girls. Mm. Ooh, mm. that's not a bad idea with the beer cart girls. Make beer cart girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you monkey woman, Mrs. Murphy. We're green today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fuzzy foreigner. <laughs> I'm going in the morning tomorrow to test out my new golf clubs. Can't wait. Very excited. Nice. They all nice. got delivered today, so I'll be up in Whitestown tomorrow. Oh, Indiana Golf Club? Yeah. Cool. Yep. Oh, you're going to uh, do the uh, that simulation uh, garage thing? Yeah, well, it, it's it's on a regular range, but it's it's inside a little warehouse with a heater, But so I get to hit regular balls. It should be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully. Hopefully they're not like, oh, yeah, we're not opening it up today. I should just wait till Thursday. It's supposed to be like 50 degrees. Yeah, it's supposed to be wicked nice. nice. Next Saturday, they said it's sunny all day. Oh, you know, we got freezing rain in the morning coming in this tonight. Really? Yeah. Freezing rain. Start early morning. Five, six. With potential snow. Well, it's nothing, that's... but it's just it's just going to start spitting because it's hovering around 32 degrees. And that's the weather port for central Indiana. <laughs> Overnight, in the Zionsville, yeah. Whitestown. Oh, I'm going to screw up weather, my, my gym plans. Weather right now does not matter to me at all because I'm in the CNC section of my building. And in this time of the year, I can't open the big door, so I can't see anything. I don't know what it is outside. It could be whatever. It does not matter. Um, I have to cut 80. The goal is to cut 80 sheets tomorrow on the CNC. 80? 80. 80? I cut 20 today. Is this for the 20. Toyota job? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, I cut 20 today and I would say I have about maybe two hours total in it, even though I spent the whole day and it was all about finding the right feed rate and hold down. I struggled with the hold down and I have a great vacuum table, but Mm. I thought that it being kind of a plasticky material that would have held great, but it's actually the opposite. Like I think it would, it's better with plywood because it's like sucking maybe some more air through Mm-hmm. the plywood mm-hmm. on top of the MDF. So it, I was have it was moving on me, which is like the worst thing ever because well I was doing I could do it in one pass, but I did it in two to not pull it as hard. I ended up putting it three passes and it's just ideal. It still only takes like 45 seconds to cut it. But the time to take it off, draw the next one, they're all different. Like th- there's one that there's 10 of the same one. A lot of them some of them are one, two of this one. You know, it's, it's, there's how a big lot. are these sheets? Uh, four by eight and how, three quarter or a half inch, one inch, one inch thick. And how much yeah. do these sheets weigh? Uh, I'd say they weigh 70 some pounds. Yeah. They weigh they're It's, it's, um, it's, uh, see my tractor can lift the fork can lift like 1200 pounds. And I would say that. I can't lift more than like 15 of these sheets or it starts getting kind of tippy in the back. So I have wow. a, I have a wow. bunch of them there. So a big part of this job is going to be charging for material handling, yeah. material handling. It's not about the cut and you've got the time putting it in the drawing it. And then, but I have a lot of simple, they're rectangles, they're rectangles are certain length and width. And then I'll have specialty cuts that have like notches out of them. 
and I draw all the rectangles in V carve and then the, um, the ones that are specialty, I put I do them in SketchUp because I can do it faster and mm -hmm. I bring it in. But you know, the strangest thing, and I haven't had time to figure out why somebody listening may know why send me a message. If you know, I'm glad I caught it because I drew it in SketchUp really quick, put it over in a V carve. For some reason it's reversing the image, which is a big mm -hmm. deal because these panels are gray on the top and they're white on the bottom. And gray is like the finished side. So I printed out, I did I printed, I did one panel and I was able to fit two on there. And I looked at the notches and I looked at the drawing and they were backwards. And I was getting ready to cut out like nine of these. So mm. I caught it. I, I, I've never had that happen before. I looked at the settings. I don't know why. It's something about this, that SketchUp is seeing the face as being opposite because when it brings it in. So I need to, I'm either going to figure that out or I'm probably just going to be pay attention and I just have to flip it when I bring it in. That's what I did today. But I think I've talked about before, but it blows my mind that you can draw something in SketchUp. And I'm having to convert all these measurements over, by the way, too. Like you'll say 111, 111 and 716. They're that accurate because they were they were drawn in CAD. And I have to do the conversion. So I have to change it over to be like you know, 19 inches, 0 0.0675. You know, I have to do that on all of them, which also adds to the time. Um, but it blows me away that you can draw something in SketchUp with the down to the metric four numbers after a decimal point, then pull it in a V carve, then turn around and do it. And when I check it with the tape, it is dead on. It just blows me away. It, it's that it's that accurate, like down to right. the 16th accurate. It, it's so cool. It still impresses me. And I've had that machine for like, eight years, nine years. Yeah. But it's getting its workout. And you were talking earlier about brain muscle memory with dovetails. Yeah. It's with CNC too. If you go a while oh, without sure. using it, gosh, it's like turn off the vac table so I can pop up pins up, pop up pins down. You have to remember of this order. And I've gotten the groove today. So I did like 20 today. I really think I'll be able to do 80 tomorrow. But a lot of it was getting it ready. Oh, I didn't tell you what I ended up doing. Because the vac table wasn't holding First thing yeah. I did was I had one more sheet of MDF, which sucks. And I took the old one off and I resurfaced it. You have to resurface the first side and then flip it over and surface the other side. And I did that. It still wasn't holding that great. So I actually took little strips of plywood and I screwed them into the side of my, my spool board all the mm -hmm. way around in a plate because the nice part is those panels are exactly the same size. I think yeah. they were cut on a CNC too. It looks like it because there's like... There's a lot of like small material around the edges on them. So now, even though my back table is on, so it makes it perfectly flat to my, I have phenolic board underneath it. I have to protect that. Um, it drops right in now. And it really almost doesn't even need the back table because it drops right in and I'm doing three passes. So I kind of spent the day customizing that process. Mm -hmm. and, and now it's like, I don't have to worry about it moving at all. It's great. It just took a while to kind of figure that out, how I was going to yeah. do it. Um, generally yeah, I can't do that with plywood because it's different sizes. I wouldn't yeah. be able to make that, you know, but I've, I've got it now. I've got a process and I think I'll be able to, to knock through it. Yeah. How many, how many total do you have to do? So you did 20, it's a little over a hundred. It's like 103 range, something around that range. And are they coming to pick this stuff up or do you have to deliver it? Um, I have my trailer out on one side. So when I'm done, I can just open it and put it and put it on the trailer. It's, um, it's it's like a mile from the, my delivery will be a mile away. Is you, is your trailer uh, covered? I have a covered one, but I'll I'll use my eighteen. It's it's a car carrier, 
but i mean is it like covered so like you're putting this stuff out there and it's like rainy outside it's not gonna get if i did it wouldn't matter it's all plastic it's like plastic oh it's yeah it's plastic both sides it's like a plastic skin top and bottom and the inside it looks like a black foam but it's hard it's like if you took black foam and put it in epoxy and let it dry it's like you can't push it but the the idea is that when you're walking on it there's a little bit of spring and it's better for your feet than standing all day on concrete so that's what the idea behind it is the but yeah i'm, I'm hoping to get them done tomorrow but it's going to be a long repetitive boring day tomorrow doing that because the the worst part about it is that the cut is so easy it takes about 40 seconds max for it to cut out a panel so that's my break <laughs> i get it all set up and it's like 40 seconds and then Okay, now pull it off. Now clean off the board, swell board. Now put the new one in there. Now load it, do that. And then it's like 45 second break and do it again. You know, so it's going to be all about just racing the clock and keeping it going. Boy, Is that it machine cuts it fast, huh? Oh yeah. yeah. I've got it. I've got it way slowed down. I could cut, I could cut that much faster. I'm cutting it 350 inches per minute. I could cut in, much. Are faster. you cutting one full pass uh, inch? I could. I could. The only reason why I slowed two? it down is because I don't want to pull it. The limitation on my machine is not um, the the ability to cut depth. It's ability to how can you hold the material. That's the limitation. Because um, it's like we I mean, have a five horsepower spindle on there. It's a massive motor. It wow. can it can it, it's 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 so strong. But it's all about how well are you holding the material down. And when I have plywood on there, it holds tight. Like you cannot budge it. But it, this material, it just doesn't like, I thought it would really want to suck down, but I think it's allowing some leakage around the side. Yeah. You know how plywood, it probably yeah. kind of seals like microscopically the air doesn't this, and this has this a little bit of a bow to it, which makes it even worse. Yeah. You can, trying to get it to suck down. is kind of hard. What, what diameter cut are you using? Uh, three eighths. Um, I'm sorry. No quarter, quarter, quarter. Um, I could oh, use smaller, but it's when you do eighth, that bit you you have a tendency to want to break them. They're a little less. Yeah. But once you go a quarter, um, I had a three eighths just in case I broke a bit. But so far today, I've cut all day with it, and I'm still using the same one. And I laughed because at the show this weekend, I bought two more down spiral bits just in case. And I told Cameron, this guarantees I will not be breaking a bit, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I have two backups, but uh. Just taking it easy where I don't break the bit too. That's the other thing. Oh, this is the coolest part too. I, I spent a while because I'm cutting so many. I spent a while dialing it in where the backside, the white plastic, I don't want to cut into my spool board because the more that I cut into it, the less effective it's going to be right. the bottom. And regularly when I'm just cutting one off, so I'll cut into my spool board like, you know, a 16th, eighth inch. I don't care. It's like do that for a while and then resurface it. But it was worth dialing this one in. So I have it dialed in when I pull it off. There is a white plastic layer that's so thin I can take my finger and wipe it off, and it's not touching this wool board. So it's it's always nice when you freshly mill one because it's dead level, and you know it sometimes it only stays like that. They say in Florida that they don't stay level more than a day. They have to start their day off milling the wool board every day. So because just the moisture alone can change the the shape of it. Wow. Um, hmm. So that's uh that's what that was my day today, and it'll be the that tomorrow. But I'll be glad to get knocked out, and it's worth it. Nice, it's oh, worth it. So cool, and this is for very cool. It's um, it's nice to to get some exercise, my brain exercise with it. 
Wow. Yeah, you need to get some brain exercise. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> some brain exercise. Especially after making it so we had to move a treadmill downstairs. I, I left so that part of the story that. out, Sedge. I, you what? Okay, Sedge. Nicole came to the door and she was like, you know, all these people are here. It'd be a good time, Jason, to move the treadmill. He's like, we didn't, they didn't come here to work. Is and that the so one I... Was, is that the same treadmill I dropped the ball on, moving it from Greenwood up? Yeah. Yeah, I got the heavy goddamn end of that thing. Well, I, man, I left so my nuts down. <laughs> I left my nuts yeah. down in Greenwood. Well, I knew Cameron was there and he loves to lift things. He's getting stronger and stronger. And I thought, you know what? Just from just if half of us are able to help, it would be, we can do it. I so was, we got it down there. I, yeah, it went down there fairly easily, but like I was so bad because and michelle told me not to worry about it she's like they wouldn't have done it like oh yeah no i i thought it like there's a reason why i didn't ask because like yeah i know it's a lot easier if i have a lot of people there but one i don't like inconveniencing people and two we didn't invite people to come over and eat chili and hang out after a show that we were standing around all day to to move a treadmill downstairs but it was fine. It, it was is fine. down there now. She's very happy. It's actually not together, and I just realized that. I think Jason had I the hardest job. She's going to work taking out. that apart, taking that top part of yeah, trying to find that together. That Allen was that was a tough part of it. I think picking it up kind of went fast. Yeah, yeah. Taking it apart took us about uh, forty-five minutes to get the yeah. pieces down to where it was easy to move, and now I've got to put it all back together, but. I left that part out of the story, Sedge. That was the highlight of the night. We moved the treadmill down to the basement. Wow, I am so glad that you weren't. You did not come. <laughs> but I, I would be I interested in how I had been there. I, I would love to know how heavy that base is. I, I'm thinking it has to be 250. Has to be. Yeah, probably. Has to be yeah. because it's it's deceivingly it, it's, heavy. It's it beefy. Is. It's, it's beefy. the motor, man. It has to have the yeah. weight because that's where all the the uh, pressure is. Yeah, it gets yeah, hammered it's also, there all the time. You're bouncing on it, has to be pretty yeah. sturdy because it's, it's, yeah, yeah, you're hammering it all the time. Yeah, well, speaking of that, I'm actually think that that's probably what I'm about to go do is try to get that thing together before Leo goes to bed because I know Nicole's gonna want to use it. I, and if it's rainy tomorrow morning, then I'm not going to be able to go to the or if it's ice on the roads, I'm not going to be able to go to the gym, so I'm gonna have to use the treadmill in the basement and the weights in the basement. I can't believe how fast this time goes. I know, I know right? Wow. And how Fun. fast Mondays, how fast the day comes to do the podcast. It seems yeah. like it's every four days. Seems yeah. like I just talked to you on Saturday. <laughs> oh, weird. It does well, mark everybody, my week. It marks my week for, uh, how fast a week goes by. <laughs> hey, yeah. Thanks for listening in to, what was this, episode 123? Yeah, one, two, three. Uh, remember, if you guys want your chance to win these wonderful giveaways that we do with these wonderful companies every month, you got to be a patron. So go to patreon.com forward slash green suitors podcast and sign up to be a patron there. Check out the rewards, the benefits. And if you want us to come to your shop, well, then you better become a journeyman or a master. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye bye. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye, -bye.